All right, then. Welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. We are well on our way to 1 million subscribers. We're already at 93. So keep them coming, baby. Keep them coming. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, every time I see that we got I get a message. So-and-so has subscribed to your channel. I'm like, yes, I've captured another one. Yeah. I live like for subscribers. Pokemon. That's all. I, yeah, I want to catch them all. I want everyone in the world to subscribe. Eight billion subscribers to the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast. Why not, man? Yeah, everyone should be into wrestling. One day, we will get everyone back into wrestling again. And we will bring kayfabe back. I'm telling you. This is how we unify the world. <laughs> I was telling Vlad I have a plan to bring kayfabe back. Because, so, you know, I, I do this show, and it's a smart mark show, but... I don't really feel great about it. I don't really feel great about breaking kayfabe and talking about the show. Like, it's fake, you know what I mean? I think we should all go back to keeping it a secret, and maybe the next generation growing up, like the little kids, they wouldn't know if we kept it from them, you know what I mean? It would be hilarious. <laughs> Just not tell them. We tell the kids that it's real, what they're seeing. Yes, exactly. And we'll have a whole new generation of people who think that this shit is completely real. Mm. Good luck with that. Wrestling is the new Santa. <laughs> well, wrestling is a good respite <laughs> away from real-life problems and such. Absolutely. It would be nice to think of it more like we did when we were kids. There probably was a little bit of time when I was like five, six years old when I first started watching it, when I was thinking, like someone told me it wasn't real, and then I was watching it, and I'm like, really? It's not, it looks kind of <laughs> real. And like I think the workers were pretty good back then. So I would look at it and I'd be confused. I'd be like, well, that one didn't look real, but that one looked real. So what the heck is going yeah. on? But yeah. anyways, we've been watching older shows and we've been getting more joy out of that. More viewers, actually. Lots more views. Like yeah. just from the one show we did for WCW last week, I think from all the clips and everything, it's like almost 3,000 views just from Ooh, one nice. episode. Compared to our AEW clips, which we've been doing since the start of this channel, that really don't get that many views in comparison. Let's just be honest. And something mm. monumental happened, significant in the history of AEW. We were waiting for the big reveal of the devil at World's End, the big pay-per-view to end 2023. And we're going to get some thoughts from Robert here next to me, still frozen. And glad. <laughs> The wrestling expert also down there, still a wrestling expert. But we got Bill. to talk about AEW because now that we've got the news of who the devil is, we can talk seriously about the state of AEW and what's been going on. But before we do that, before we get really deeply about it, let's just go ahead and review what happened at World's End and on the Dynamite afterwards. As everybody knows, Adam Cole was revealed to be the devil, so... I'll just give that away now. We're not going to play it like it's the first time. I might play like a little clip from it. If you guys don't know, then you don't know. But we've been covering this storyline since the beginning. It started almost in September, I think, at the end of September. So it's been a long angle. October, November, December, three whole months that they strung this along, I guess we could say, because a lot of fans weren't really happy with the creative on it. It started to feel like whatever this is going to be, it's not going to be worth the reveal because it just took too long. Like, how good could it be? But as I try to do in most of my videos, I try to bring people 
who haven't really been following and bring them in on it. Unlike AEW, who don't really care, they just kind of do it for the people who know the story, and if you don't know it, then screw you. But I like to get people involved and tell people. These storylines are very convoluted sometimes, so I try to give a summary real quick just to get you guys caught up so you could know what's going on and then listen to us talk about it and still sort of be in on it. But the long of it is, if I could summarize in 20 seconds or something, is that MJF made friends with Adam Cole, MJF the biggest bad guy in the company, and when he became friends with Adam Cole, they had this like buddy flick thing. Every week they would have like a comedic buddy segment. They became really good friends, which was surprising to everybody, and MJF turned soft and he turned into a good guy. So that happened really, really quick. Him and Adam Cole became Ring of Honor champions. Adam Cole would help him in his matches, help him cheat a little bit, even though they were good guys, like at the Grand Slam show in new york he beat samoa joe with the help of adam cole which was where adam cole injured his ankle and he fell off the ramp he jumped off not very safely and broke his ankle which kind of threw a wrench into this whole storyline that people have been pretty much liking it all in it was the main event of the pay-per-view mjf and adam cole were put together by a random tag team tournament and they ended up you know hitting it off and becoming friends some people like this storyline. Some people thought it made MJF look too silly. But anyways, right after, I looked it up, right after that Grand Slam show, the week after, that was the first day the devil appeared and they attacked Jay White. That was the So since then, MJF has been running with the tag team titles, the Ring of Honor tag team titles, and the World Tag Team titles. But he lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles to the man who stole his devil mask, the man who's been tormenting him, the guy we've been waiting to see who it is this whole time. He's lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Now he's facing Samoa Joe at World's End, who was also working with the devil. God, really long storyline that we've come to the end to. But let's just see how this match ended. I'm not going to cover the whole match. If you want to watch the whole match you could find it somewhere buy it or something but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the reveal and the booking so here comes joe he's facing mjf in his hometown of long island or not they're not in long island but they're in new york so i guess he's mm-hmm. got some baby face rub there but this is the end this is the ref bump i skipped straight to the end it was a good match mjf was selling his injured shoulder the whole time but now that the ref was down he has a chance to cheat. Well, this was interesting right here. This was actually very impressive. I don't care if he's injured or not. Picking up Samoa Joe like this was crazy. Gives him an F5. If this is MJF's go home to go home, he deserves it. He deserves a break, man. This guy's been working really hard, doing really well despite the booking. But this is where things got interesting because he was asking for his dynamite diamond ring that he uses to cheat and Adam Cole's like looking around in his pockets. So this was the first sense that we got that something could be up. And it was a little too late. He found the ring, but it took a little too long. And then that spelled the end for MJF. He got caught in the submission hold. That was his last gasp effort right there to get a pinfall. But he's not going to get out of this. He's going to suffer. He's going to struggle, which he did a good job of selling. It's like kicking his legs and stuff. I thought that was really, really good. But this is the end of the match. I'm going to cut out a lot of the parts where he's like struggling, and this is the end of it. So the crowd was pretty much shocked that his hand didn't come up on three. And Samoa Joe is the new champion. It's the end of an era. MJF is 
done as world champion, the longest reigning world champion. Adam Cole was doing the customary, oh my god, I can't believe this. This sucks. And he's going to get in the ring to console his friend, just like MJF did for him at All in London. Trying to tell him that it's okay, you did your best, you did good, buddy, you did good. Still keeping up the charade all the way to the last second. It's really incredible. We'll talk about it more as it gets revealed, but the devil people come around. The henchmen, as they're called. And they're going to pretend like they're going to attack both Adam Cole and MJF. But it's going to be revealed that Adam Cole's behind the whole thing. He's been behind the whole thing the whole time. And it's a stunner for the crowd, but it's not really a stunner, I guess. It was like the least shocking thing we could have fucking had, possibly. But... Anyways, before we move on to Dynamite and his big explanation for why he betrayed MJF, I'm going to stick just to this part right here, just world's end. Let's get some comments from, I'll start with Vlad, the wrestling expert. When the reveal happened, what did you think of it? What did I think? Okay, hold on. You should have played my previous week's predictions word for word exactly as I called it, because this is exactly what I said. I'll put it in in post-production. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because the, the only thing that I wasn't sure about Wardlow being there or not, because there usually was like four people, but I guess since Adam Cole was a cripple, he wasn't usually one of the guys doing the beatdowns, right? Well, um, there was like a hundred people the other night, but well, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just, that was just, <laughs> you know, that's just AW. But what did I think of it? I thought this whole thing was done horrifically bad, terribly reveal. It made MJF look like a goddamn idiot from the word go. Not only did he lose clean. I mean, he lost clean. Like He, he lost, lost clean, but you know he what? Lost, he, and not only that. No, 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 no. You know what? He lost flat. It was unbelievable to end his reign this way. They could have at least cheated for him to lose. That would have made at least more sense. Like, one of the guys reveals himself, and then it ends up, they reveal that Adam Cole is behind it. Fine. But the fact that he just lost clean, no, that can't be forgiven, bro. That just can't be forgiven. That's insane. That is insane. (laughs) He was battling an injury. They injured him the week before. You know, they put this whole scheme together to get him somewhere where they could weaken him up, soften him up. He had that shoulder injury. was selling the whole time. So I wouldn't say it was a completely clean victory. Personally, in my ex-wrestling opinion. Sorry about (laughs) that. But go on with your thoughts about the reveal also, not just MJF losing. It was Adam Cole. Yeah, it was predictable. Everybody knew it. That's the direction they wanted to go. But the problem is how they got there. It's been booked very poorly. It's been comedic many times. It's not a group to be taken serious. It's not something that you can even find any redeeming quality of as far as I'm concerned. I have to be honest. It's just been one of the worst booked things I've ever seen. It's made no sense. Roddy's a comedic character. The Kingdom of Comedic Characters. And now you have the leader of the group as a goddamn crippled. He can't even stand on his goddamn feet. Yeah. What are you doing here? Well, I'll show you how it looked on Dynamite next week. That was one thought I had, too, that, man, the leader of this group can't even walk. That was a big thing. He can't even walk. He can't even walk. You can't even take him serious. He may Who knows if he's going to wrestle again? He's been injured so many times in his career. All right. Well, hold on. Before we get more comments, let me get some comments from Robert, and then I'm going to play the next clip, and then we'll comment some more about the whole thing. Robert, you go ahead. Just the reveal before we go on to Dynamite. What were your thoughts on that? So I thought it was kind of disappointing i didn't really mind the execution of the reveal but the fact that it was adam cole was disappointing for me just because 
that was one of the most obvious choices. And you know, when you have this angle that took a few months of buildup, I would have preferred a choice that had a little more shock value to it. That's why I made a bold prediction, which even though I knew that it most likely wasn't going to happen, more so because I wanted a more shocking reveal other than the more obvious choice, which ended up being Adam Cole. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was the obvious choice. It was, I guess, the safe choice, you could say. The one that makes sense lot-wise, considering the buildup of MJF and Adam Cole's relationship and friendship. But still, I wanted it to be somebody else. Just, you know, throw, you know, give us a surprise, right? Also, it kind of, for me, it doesn't logistically make sense because the first time the devil and his henchman was shown attacking MJF, the guy wearing the devil mask wasn't limping. It didn't look like he was injured. Uh, uh, so, and, 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 and that attack happened right after the injury. So logistically, yeah. it doesn't make sense that it was him. They can explain that maybe he had someone else wear the devil mask. Yeah, know, they got to bring a fifth guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, he just had someone else wear the mask for that moment. But <laughs> it just doesn't make sense because the first time they showed the guy wearing the mask, he didn't look like he had any injury on his leg. He didn't look like he was limping. So that's another issue I have with it. Now, if Adam Cole wasn't injured, the only potential that I could think of from this reveal is just from me personally, since I did watch NXT when Adam Cole was still in it, he was the leader of a heel faction called the Undisputed Era. And during his NXT run as the leader of the Undisputed Era, he was awesome. So I think he could do excellent heel work. I didn't think that his AEW heel run prior to him turning face was all that great compared to his NXT run as a heel. But if it's going to be anything like his NXT run, his new heel run, then I think it would have been awesome. However, he is injured, so it's not like he can do anything except talk and order his henchmen around. So... I don't know. Well, let's, Overall, uh, just... let's take a look at how it looks, him being a bad guy. Well, okay. first, before we get to that, I want to do some old Joe's promo, because to me, it was a weak dynamite, but this was, like, the hottest part of it. Like, literally, the opening instant started with Samoa Joe getting interviewed after he beat MJF. So this was really good, I thought. I'm not a seer, but I saw what the future held. And it was this championship. I am not a man who makes predictions. I'm a man who keeps promises. MJF, not too long ago at Grand Slam, you used everything within your power to steal from me my rightful championship. And you thought that somehow, some way, that I would be like the rest of the scumbags here in New York and appreciate you for what you do. Oh, MJF. What you do to me, I revisit upon you a thousandfold. You embarrassed me, you cheated, and you used everything within your disposal to take this from me. And I turned everyone you loved against you. I showed up to your neighborhood in front of your friends and family. All right, hold on. Let me pause it. I got to pause it because I like I just want to say that I like that they continued the angle from the Grand Slam and he didn't let that go. So I like that at least that was continued. If he was so pissed off, why did he shake his hand right after? He held it inside and he made this plan that he was going to get him back. But OK, I mean, all right. I mean, this is the least of their problems. Yes, go ahead. You may be a scumbag MJF. I'm a heartless son of a bitch. (laughs) 
And in a world that is not big enough for men like you and I to occupy at the same time. I will always, always take what is mine. I am Samoa Joe. I am the AEW World Champion. Well, if this is the end of MJF... I will take everything from anyone who tries to take this from me. I think they did a good job making a new bad guy, at least. Well, it, you know, he's not really a bad guy, though. Everything he said was true about them cheating. They literally cheated against him. I like that, I want to say, as far as a positive. I know we're trying to pull some positives out of this bad egg, but I like Samoa Joe a lot. I think this is a great spot for him. I think he deserves to be the champion of a major company, if you could call AEW that. But anyways, if you guys want to say something about Samoa Joe before we go on to the kingdom and Adam Cole. No, I mean, everything I've said about Samoa Joe previously, it's that promo is just a great example of it. He's a great professional wrestler. He knows his role. He knows the right things to say. He knows how to cut a professional promo that's believable. I mean, he's a believable badass. That's yeah, he could carry this company. He could carry any company. He's also in pretty good shape now. Me and Vlad were talking about how come he never got a run in WWE, but I remember he was a little chunkier, maybe injured a lot. Chunky, he was injured. He had a bad injury. They weren't sure if he was going to wrestle again. I mean, yes, when used correctly, Samoa Joe is one of the, the best wrestlers in the world. I do believe that. He is this, fantastic. So This works. This is yes. not a surprise. Yeah, I mean, him being champion, if, if it's not going to be MGF, Samoa Joe is probably the only option I would have as the world champion. Yeah, I agree. I'll just make a quick addition. I just thought that was a really good way to start the show. That promo is pretty cool. Uh, nothing more. I, I agree with all the points that you and Vlad already made. Cool. All right, so let's see Adam Cole come out for the first time. We're pretty much going to listen to his old promo. It's about eight minutes. But anything you want to jump in there with, talk over it, forget what the people on the Internet say. This is not for them to watch the show. If they wanted to watch the show, they should have tuned in on TNT. Sympathy for me. Here we go. Here's the explanation. So, so ironic that so many people were disgusted, appalled, shocked by what happened at World's End, which to me means two things. One, you're all stupid, and two, you don't understand right from wrong. You, you think I'm the bad guy. You think we are the bad guys because I betrayed MJF. You know, MJ- well, yeah, he is because, dude, MJF was like the fucking nicest guy in the world for the past three months or more than that, like six months, especially, right? Especially to Adam Cole, right? Yeah, it's, true, ever true. since they started doing those buddy flick segments or whatever, man, he's been the nicest guy in the world. The complete nice. He's the spokesperson for anti-Jew hate and anti-Semitism. You know, mm. he's been a role model to the community. So, yes, Adam Cole looks like a major asshole here, kayfabe-wise. <laughs> he looks like a fucking dick. AF, the guy who has created more enemies in AEW than anyone ever. The guy who for years, for years, has run his mouth about every single person. Okay, that but that was a, that was a long you, time ago. I'm the bad guy. Listen, if that makes me the devil, then buy me a first-class ticket straight to hell. All right. Well, look, Vlad, you know, we watch a lot of old WCW lately and we see a lot of good promos, but this is probably the best wrestling community can come up with at this point, which is why 
I think they're giving Adam Cole such a chance to be in the forefront, even though he's injured. He's the best promo. He's doing this. It doesn't sound like he's reading it. Not many guys can do that, okay? Not many guys can speak. Like, CM Punk is one of them who could at least talk like they're talking. Like, they're not yeah. remembering and reciting lines. He's doing okay here. I think the angle is the issue, but... Oh, they're chanting Adam Cole, right? That's what they're chanting? Adam. MJF is a narcissist. The only person that MJF cares about is MJF. And MJF, he's had his claws hooked into AEW for far too long. And I think it's about damn time there was a change. Because someday, someday, a lot of them do now, but most of that locker room will thank me. Most of you someday will thank me. Hell, even Tony Khan will thank me. Because fact is, guys, MJF is gone and he's never coming back. Hmm. Well, I did see yeah, that they I, I, took MJF off the hmm. AEW roster on their website. Yeah, no, unfortunately, he is coming back to this whole hole because otherwise they wouldn't have even put it like that. Like, oh, he's never coming back. He's coming back, unfortunately, yeah. and I, I kind of feel bad for him, but okay. it's just Well, choice. everything you're saying about MJF being a narcissist, but you were his friend for that whole time. I don't think he was planning this whole thing the whole time. I think after he broke his ankle... That's where he made the decision. I think they were truly friends for a while. And once, well, we'll hear his explanation about no, how he. I, I think it could have been when he lost the title, so, but I don't know. I have to guess. How could you, Adam? How could you? Well, there's a lot of reasons why I did what I did. First of all, the second MJF felt like he didn't need me anymore, he would have done the exact same thing to me. I just beat him to the punch. Oh, well, that's not a that, good explanation. <laughs> he would have done it to me if he had the because chance. Adam Cole never needed MJF. MJF needed Adam Cole. I sacrificed everything within that friendship. For God's sakes, that's how I broke my damn ankle. I'm the one who lost something, not him. See, I think once he broke the ankle, he changed his mind. That's my thing, like when I look at the timeline. MJF well, he just said that, yeah, but... ...needed Adam Cole. As a matter of fact, none of you... I mean, I would say Adam Cole needed MJF more. He got the better rub, to be honest. Oh, I mean... Yeah. Sure. What was Adam Cole doing before he started this whole program with MJF? Absolutely well, Ed... nothing. Whoa. He had the thing with Jericho, which was a disaster <clears throat> of epic proportions yes. right before this. And MJF, that, yeah, he, if he... anything, was hurt by this because he turned face. MJF... Right. Ruined himself for the good of the company, I guess. Or, or I don't know if you want to say the good of the company. How could this be for the good of the company when this is a this is a terrible angle and a terrible situation that's happened? But okay, okay, you know, I mean, we can definitely debate who got the better of the deal of being programmed together, but it's not really even close. Obviously, Adam Cole got the benefit, and MJF did not get anything out of this at all. Robert, did you have something Sorry. to say? Yeah, no, I was just saying, yeah, Adam Cole wasn't in any great angles, but he was still very over with the fans. But having said that, he definitely benefited more from the collaboration with MJF than vice versa, for sure. Well, let's go on with this promo. Would even be cheering or chanting for MJF without Adam Cole. Better than you, Bebe, made you fall in love with MJF. That's me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I saved MJF's world championship reign 
And I also ended it. Because in the beginning, this was all about the AEW World Championship, but then it turned into something so, so much more. This is about destroying a man to his core. Jeez. This is about ripping with this out a man's heart and bringing him to his knees. Could Why do people like this guy? All that you awful want, dude. But boys and girls, MJF <laughs> is dead. <laughs> well, let's shut the fuck up, chat, Vlad. The shut the fuck yeah. up chant means this is not good, right, from the fans. That's not what they were saying if he really got true heat. They would be booing him. I don't know. It's also possible that they're still in the New York, New Jersey area. Obviously, yeah. MJF is very popular there. So it might be one of those things where they're like, well, we want to hear you. We want to hear what MJF has to say. We want to see MJF. You're saying, is he getting true heat or is he getting go away heat? I'm not sure. I'm not sure here, to be honest. This one's just debatable. I don't think the fans are really buying this album. From the first moment when Roddy came in, which I skipped it, but he introduced Adam. Adam, you know, he's like, Adam, my best friend, Adam. You know, they continued <laughs> on with the goofy shit. You know, and that, that oh, yeah, to me, yeah. that's the major difference between this and the WCW we're watching on the other storyline angle that we're following on this show. Like, man, those guys treated that seriously. Like, there was never a moment where someone looked into the camera and winked and went, ha ha. You know what I mean? It was treated it like professionals as best as they could. And we respected that. That's not what's happening here. They're still treating it like it's a joke. I could take this group seriously if they treated it seriously, but that's what we've been saying about AEW this whole time. But we'll talk about AEW as a whole. Let's just finish off this segment right here. But I'll tell you who is very much alive. That is the Undisputed Kingdom. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice name. And aside from our disdain of the guy who doesn't work here anymore, we have one goal in common, and that's to win championship gold. We have Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, your Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Third time, baby. My real... So it was Bennett and Taven. For some reason, I thought Roddy was one of the guys because he seemed pretty tall. But... Best friend, Roderick Strong, who's going to go after... His real best friend. <laughs> First time I heard that, I was laughing my ass off. Not, not by like proxy. A... <laughs> not by <laughs> proxy. <laughs> yeah, not by proxy. And Wardlow, finally with a group of people who actually respect him. Wardlow is going to go Wardlow into and another AEW group. World Championship. This was interesting. And when the time is right, and I'm 100% healed, Wardlow, I promise you, he's going to do the right thing. He's going to forfeit the AEW World Championship and give it to me. Dude, the crowd literally laughs literally is laughing but speaking of the <laughs> AEW that's the most obvious not gonna happen ever championship congratulations to Samoa Joe okay so Joe. this was what I thought was in question going into it if Joe was actually gonna be part of the group or you know, an ally or something <clears throat> but I guess they're gonna explain that here it was an absolute yeah. pleasure doing business with you it really really was it was no problem at all for us to take out hangman Adam Page for you but Joe, I do sincerely, sincerely mean this. I really, really hope that by the time Wardlow moves up the ranks and gets ready to challenge for the AEW World Championship, I hope you are not the champion because it would really, really suck to hurt a friend. All right, so he's not, not with the- Self-esteem- It was a temporary alliance. Yeah. It's built on action. 
action and we took action. We were sick and we were tired of waiting for things to change because AEW needed change and we gave it to you. The Undisputed Kingdom starts a new chapter here in AEW. And the devil's here to stay, baby. So, I was talking to Vlad about what was logically going to happen in this episode, and it did turn out exactly the way I thought, because Jay White's music hits next, and he comes out. I knew he had to, because they were the first guy he attacked, and that's why he stole MJF's devil mask, remember? Which, in hindsight, is kind of sad, because they shouldn't have done that to MJF. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs> he wasn't the devil. So, that sucks. But yes, Jay White had to address that they did attack him. He said a part of me was in admiration of it, but he did take the brunt of it, so he had to try to... And there goes Adam Cole. <laughs> has to, like, escape with his crutches. Bullet Club Gold enter to have a fracas, and I think uh, they're outnumbered, because there's four on three, and then the acclaimed are the guy who also got attacked by this oh, group, yeah. the Undisputed How can we forget Kingdom. that magical segment where one of them got thrown through, through that, the window? The glass, the window that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no one will ever forget that segment. All right, all right. So we're done. We've covered it all. We're up to date on everything. I'll just start with Vlad again. I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. Is this like the end of us covering AEW? Let's just put it that way, because we're getting a lot more... <laughs> traction off these other videos these classic videos and aw's just kind of we've been giving it a chance for many years it seems like it's at its lowest point really we're losing mjf now even and yeah i mean either way he, even even if he stays he's gonna be out for a while he's, he has an injury i think a, a legit injury so he's gonna have a surgery i think if i'm getting that right so even if he comes back it won't be for a couple months right depending on the severity of the surgery and the injury and whatnot so, yeah, it's going to be tough because he is the whole show for them. There's really been two good things been going on in AW for a while, and that's been MJF when he was a heel, not so much lately in this whole thing, and Christian, who has been really good, right? So like I said, I've been doing the best work of his career. So now uh, one of those guys is not going to even be on the show to be entertaining, to be a part of the whole thing. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a very tough road now for AW. But what about you? Have you lost interest yeah. enough to, you're not going to watch? Are you going to watch? You're going to keep an eye on it? What's going on? Just, I'll Give probably us keep your an mindset. Eye. Yeah, my mindset is the same way it's kind of been. I mean, I'll keep an eye out. I probably will be able to forward through more segments because I usually do watch the MJF segments. I'll just be able to be done with it quicker, you know, in this case, instead of like ha having to spend maybe 30 minutes, like you said, usually watching an AW Dynamite show. Maybe I could finish it in 15 minutes. Maybe I could finish it in 10 minutes. Maybe <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I guess we'll see as it goes. I mean, this show, I, only because I wanted to hear what that promo was, I did watch that. So that wasn't like 15 minutes right there, pretty much. So I don't know, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's a bad time for AEW, and we talked about this a couple of weeks back, the state of AEW, like, is this end of the line? Are they coming to a crashing halt? That's still to be determined. To me, this is the worst they've ever been, the worst creative, the worst TV, and that's just no one really there that you can really, I mean, if you look at the stuff that they're putting out there, there's just really nothing there. Like, there's no one that you're really interested in at all. The pay-per-view that they just had, yeah, I don't want to, like, spend too much more time. I want to give Robert his chance, so I'm just going to say, yeah, this was, like, 
this is a bad time. I mean, the pay-per-view that they just had was probably the worst one they've ever done. And that's saying a lot because they've had some real stinkers, but I think even the AEW diehard fans didn't care for this one. Uh, if you look at the first, like, two hours of the show, it was just meaningless match after meaningless match, just eight-man tag. I mean, it was just unbelievable the stuff they were throwing out for our viewing pleasure. Yeah, you know? the Edge and so, Christian stuff I liked, but we'll get to that in a second. But let's that, the, the Edge and Christian stuff was like literally two and a half hours into the show. You know? so yeah, like, I know. You have to get through a lot to get to that point. Well, anyway, hold on a yeah, second. I'll let Robert do his thing now. But yeah, bad time for you. Yeah, bad let time. me get to Robert. Robert, give us okay. your thoughts on AEW as a whole. They've been under pressure lately. TV deal coming up. MJF's contract coming up. Creative has been under assault by the Smart Mark fans. And even the hardcore AEW fans have been critical lately. What are you thinking? Okay. Uh, so, yes, MJF's absence for however long it's going to be is definitely going to hurt the show one of your questions that you asked vlad was are you going to you know stop watching oh yeah AEW? i haven't decided to stop watching just yet I, i'm kind of curious as to see what they're going to do with samoa joe and of course there's christian cage so i'll probably still watch a few more episodes just to see what direction they go and you said uh, you're a fan of adam cole from his nxt time being a heel so you yeah, that, if that anyone too. would be interested it's you that too I, yeah look when i said i want to see what direction the company is going to go that includes that part as well so i wouldn't say i'm gonna stop watching just yet i'll probably watch a few more episodes just to see what direction they go but yes for sure I, my interest level is definitely lower now that mjf is gonna take some time off i do also want to make a comment because you made some comments regarding adam cole's promo that we disagreed on a lot of the things that he said but i think in general uh, most heel promos the heels are usually delusional <laughs> Most of the stuff that they say are coming from a very delusional perspective. So we tend to disagree with what they say anyway. So to me, that's not necessarily a negative because that happens all the time. This promo that he did have, it did kind of remind me of the NXT Adam Cole. So we'll see if that continues or not. And your other question. How does this affect the overall ramifications of AEW? But you say you're oh, interested yeah. in seeing where this is going. So to true, you, true. it's not the end. Like we're kind of more doom and gloom, doomsday. Okay. Thinking, but if you're optimistic or if you think they can make something oh, out man. of this, I mean, I, my interest level is definitely lower now that MJF is gone, but it's not completely gone. All right, then. That's fair. That's fair. That's enough for MJF and Adam Cole, but let's just throw in some Edge and Christian stuff during this segment, and I'll just yeah. make a little sub clip out of it, maybe. Any thoughts on the Edge and Christian stuff? I thought the feud was coming to an end, but it doesn't look like it now because yeah. Christian ended up keeping the title. For those of you who don't know, Edge won the match. It was a pretty good match. They botched that fire spot with Nick Wayne, which was a little sad because that would have been pretty cool. But there was a spear through a table, which was really cool. Some other cool spots. It was a good, solid match. And Edge won, but Luchasaurus, or Killswitch, won the pre-show Battle Royal, which gave him a title shot. And then Christian demanded it from him. And once again... Luchasaurus did his unsure if he wants to do it thing, and he ended up doing it and gave Christian the title shot, and Christian got the title back. Oh, also, the one thing about the match that I thought was really interesting was that when Edge pinned him, he pinned him with Christian's own move, and Nigel McGuinness was like, no, not like this. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? When does this ever happen? That's humiliating. I've never, ever seen that. And then when they restarted the match for the second time, Christian did it to him and beat him with his own move, the spear. 
And I was like tripping out because for a second I was like, dude, they just fucked Christian. But he got it back right then and there. So they kind of evened it out. So it was okay. So I summarized the match. I want to get some thoughts. I'll start with Robert. You want to talk about the Edge and Christian thing from World's End? Yeah, sure. So that was one of the matches that I was looking forward to the most from the pay-per-view. And it was pretty solid, I would say. And I also thought that this would be the end of their feud. But it turned out it looks like they're going to extend it. I'm not sure how how much longer they're going to extend it, though. Cause they're I, only going to feud kind of, with each other the whole time they're know, in AEW. Right? It's like a three-year feud. <laughs> I was ready to see both Adam Copeland and Christian Cage move on to different angles. But it looks like it's not happening just yet. I don't know. I guess it's fine the the angle is still somewhat interesting so why not but i do hope it doesn't last any more than one more pay-per-view i think it's gonna go on the whole time this is gonna go forever <laughs> vlad until, 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 until they both some... retire until they both retire yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vlad, until, until one of them at least one of them retires yeah uh, I mean, the match were a hardcore match. Well, okay, there's two things. I didn't watch the pre-show, so I didn't understand the ending, like what the hell was going even on. So I was like, what? Oh, uh, okay. I did watch <laughs> it. I was like, I didn't understand what the heck was even happening. I'm like, uh, what? What's going, what, how does he have a title shot? But anyways, it was a good match for a hardcore, no DQ match. They tried to pull out all the stops. TLC, kind of tables, to... ladders, and chairs, which is yeah, what yeah. they were famous they were for going... back in WWF. I think Edge, Adam Cope, well, we could call him Edge, like you said. We're, we don't have to follow the AW guidelines, copyright laws. No, we call him Edge, him, baby. We could, we could call him Edge. I think he was going for that match that he had with Mick Foley, kind of similar to that match. Mm, yeah. You know, where they had that hardcore match where... No uh, thumbtacks, you know, though. No thumbtacks, but, you know, there was the, that spot where... That's what they were kind of going for, that spot where Mick Foley went through the fire table, table spot. Um, and everybody got burned, I, I heard, at least. But anyway, so that's, it, was, it was similar to that type of match. The match itself was pretty damn good, uh, given what type of match it was, which was just a hardcore, quote-unquote, garbage match. Where my issues, I guess, lie is more in the aftermath, where they had Kill Switch, Luchasaurus come in, and then the match, he's like, oh, I'm going to cash in my shot, but no, he gives it to Christian, and Christian just ends up beating him. I mean, it was, it was a little bit clunky, a little bit weird. And I'm not sure if this is a feud that needs to really continue, as Robert said. Overall, I'm okay with it. It's definitely the least of AEW's issues and problems. It was probably the most entertaining match of the night by far, the best thing that they had going. But it leaves you wondering what's next. Like, they just had a hardcore tables on fire match. What do they do to top that? Now, like, how do they, do they have, like, a regular match now? I mean, where do they go? And they're like, what do you do? Type of thing. That's why I thought it was a blow-off. Do they have a cage match? Do they have a cage on fire match? Do they have jump out of an airplane match? I don't know. See, There's no the blow-off to a feud like this, Vlad. It's just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah, but that's going to get tiring. Too. We can't. I know I know. we just joke they're going to go for it until one of those I, mean, I don't, I don't mind it. If anyone should be intertwined with each other, it's Edge and Christian. Sure, they, sure, sure. Their, their story, it's better than them feuding with other people, I guess. But yeah, I don't think it's going to continue right now. I think maybe they'll take some time from it, give it some room to breathe, and maybe it'll continue at some point. Although, I'm yeah. not sure. It didn't show up on Dynamite. I don't think Edge showed up on Dynamite, right? No, just Christian was on Dynamite, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Well, that's good enough for this. 
Thank you for listening. Anybody who listened, we're going to talk about The Rock next on our next segment. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe if you haven't <laughs> yet. Yeah, I know. Try to sound wow, excited. You, you sounded so enthusiastic about <laughs> oh, that. Joy. Wow. Oh, joy. You're going to talk about The Rock. Well, Robert, the Rock. a big fan of The Rock. Me, yes. not so much, but okay. We'll talk about <laughs> The Rock. I know somewhere in between. All right, then. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Don't forget, hit subscribe. We need to get to 1 million subscribers as fast as possible. Okay, thank you very much.